Welcome to episode 5. We will begin with a moment of silence for all those victims who have lost their lives to, uh, to the violence of guns. Michael Thomas. I am Terence Fishendale. And I am Justice McCormack. And together, we, we are, are the, the People's, People's Voices. Voices. Welcome to episode 5. In this episode, we will be discussing gun violence and all that the pain it brings to our society and our city. Today, we have with us expert on gun violence, Arnold. Would you care to introduce yourself and tell the people a bit about yourself? Hello, I'm Arnold Radebeer. I'm a legal firearms owner. I participate in Metro Pistol League competition. I've been a firearms owner now for 40 years. So it's a very safe sport and um, it's really difficult to see what's happening in the city now with uh, gun people using guns to kill other people. So we know that, but I just want to set it for the record. It's not that guns don't kill people. People kill people. People with that mentality. And I'm not going to pass any judgment, but people with that mentality to kill people. So it's not the weapons themselves. It is the people that wield the weapons. That's, that's so true. Because one thing. I don't understand how these people get these firearms when you have to take us to get a gun legally in Canada you have to take a safety course for two days it's a non-restricted and restricted restricted means uh, handgun and they are allowed 10 shots in the magazine and how this person on the Danforth yesterday managed to have so many magazines on him and able to reload so fast where did he get this gun from you know this is a uh, the big question and this is what's causing a lot of strife in the city when people with bad intention pick up these firearms and uh, with no remorse or nothing like that or no consideration for people's lives and it's giving the city a bad uh, rap you know so we need some people to come up with some plan as to check and see where this gun was where he got this gun from and the ammunition because to buy ammunition you have to have a firearms license legally in Canada so something doesn't add up here may you please uh, share some uh, insights on our, uh, what our gun control laws are in Toronto yeah the gun control laws are first of all you apply to the um, RCMP for a firearms license and then when you're passing the safety course, the issue one, you have to be a member of a club in order to get a handgun. A rifle, it's non-restricted, so you can just get your license and go and buy the rifle. And the thing about it is, once you're a member of that club, you are scrutinized. You have to go through a probationary period before they give you access to the club. And the thing about it is, in 
the law in Canada is for two reasons you have to have a firearm. One, you know, participating in competitive sport. The other is a collector. A collector, you have to have knowledge about that firearm. You have to give a history about it, and you have to do that, and then the OPP will issue a collector's uh, permit. Collector's permit allow you to have that, not to transport it, but just as a collector. If you're a member of a club, you're allowed to transport that firearm with um, for to participate in uh, sport track because you have to go to different clubs. Also, too, you have to have insurance. For forty-five dollars a year, you have to have like a, well, they give you a five million dollar insurance just to tell you the liability. It's very very low. You know that, you know, and uh, like I say, what uh, you you have to be in good standing every year to keep that license. If your wife call the RCMP, you lose everything. If you speak to her too loud, this is how we have to walk a fine line. If you get a parking ticket, they don't renew your carrying permit, and you could lose your license. So it's a we are under strict scrutiny. Also, too, we are checked daily by the RCMP because they have all the information on us, our home address, our phone number, our uh, firearms, a serial number. Everything is that uh, they have it recorded there on us. You know, as soon as you punch in your name. All this shows up. So this is why when we get a parking ticket, we have to pay it right away. If you don't pay it, you lose your license. It's a very, very strict uh, procedure we have to go through. Unlike these criminals who are using it uh, without reason or consideration for innocent lives, you know. And this is the tragic thing about it. Here, and, uh, back to uh, the tragic event that happened last night. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you can tell us a bit more on that. Yeah, just just last night at about 10 p.m., there was a mass shooting at it was at the Danforth on Danforth Avenue, and there was reportedly after 10 p.m. a gunman came and 16 people were shot. Two people have been reported dead. One was an 8-year-old woman, and the other was a 10-year-old girl. And the gunman has been reported dead, but it is, un it is unaware of how he died because he was involved with the shootout with the police, but it's not whether he died from self-inflicted wound or, or bled out from injuries with the police because he did have a gun wound. But it's just really terrible what's happening now. And just there's so many senseless killings. And just, just last night, that's crazy. Just went and just shot 15 people. Luckily, unfortunately, well, luckily and unfortunately, only two people passed away, but that's still more. That's still a lot. That's still two lives that are gone now, and just it's crazy because just this year, just in Toronto alone, there has been 162 shootings this year, just in Toronto alone, and it's crazy. And that's just as of May 27th, so that's clearly gone up since then. Do we know if that's more shootings than previous years? that it is it's an 11 percent increase since the same time last year may uh, around may the ending of may last year that's 11 percent increase uh do you have any stats on uh like the numbers for last year or not on you right now um i could pull those up okay so it's 11 percent increase though from about this time last year then yeah it's an 11 percent increase so yeah. like what do you think though when 
not only are we hearing about how people are using guns for violence, but the little kids who are dying because of this as well. And yet, because when I grew up as a child, I didn't know such a thing as children dying before parents, or that was not something in my role. Whereas these days, I'm sure kids know about it. I mean, they may or may not be terrified. But imagine as you're a parent, what are your thoughts on kids and the violence, or the way people are using the guns for violence? Well, that is ugly, really ugly. That's the most I can see on the way they're using the gun. And I'd have to trace the conversation back to Anna right here. The amount of restrictions and balances and checks that he mentioned are in place. It begs the question, where are those guns coming from? Okay, if we were in the US of A, the good old US of A, where people have the right to bear arms, more arms than the two arms that they have, I could have seen where, for instance, I was in Atlanta, and a guy walked through the mall with his gun in his waist. It's my daughter that told me, Dad, look, this guy has a gun in his waist. But then nobody couldn't do him anything because he bought his gun. Yeah. And, you know, that's the state he's living in. But here, with all these checks and balances, where are these guns coming from? And, you know, it's you don't have to be a scientist to figure out where those guns are coming from. If there are all these checks and balances and you don't have gun shops like we have McDonald's and Tim Hortons on the streets here, as opposed to the U.S., where are those guns coming from? Who are in control of the guns to begin with? The, and who are in control of these guns? Their guns need to be counted daily, every day. And then when a gun is missing, they need to be held accountable. I'm sure you see where I'm going with this. Where are these yeah. guns coming from? If we have such a tight society here when it comes to guns, and we have so much killings on the streets with guns that the cops allegedly doesn't know about, where are those guns coming from? I would like somebody to answer and that question for me. To be honest, I, I don't have an answer, but uh, just to say that I think every time there is something violent that happens with guns, which are likely shootings of many people or one person, the government does their part by saying, okay, we are strong, we must come together, this can't happen again. While I agree with those acknowledge those acknowledge with those words, but what I see is no change. Because here we are today, I think back to last year, 2016, 2015, and so forth. It's the same thing over and over. We say all that. Disaster strikes, we come together. It's good that we come together. But after it has left its mark and kind of faded off, we just go off going to life again. And it's like, that is not accomplishing anything. And it clearly isn't. Because I have watched since summer began for elementary, middle school, and high school kids. The first weekend, which is July, long weekend, uh, Canada Day, long weekend. So many violence with guns has been reported. I sat there and watched. I'm like thinking, is this the summer the kids have been waiting for? Are they having a summer because of what's happening? Maybe, maybe not. I, I would like to add something to that. I listen to the news repetitively sometimes on stations on tv wherever and it's one thing you never hear with all the investigation and with everything else you never hear okay whenever they catch the criminal and they solve the case nobody's willing to tell you where did that gun originated from mm -hmm. and nobody wants to talk about and it they really can't tell us 
What? If it's investigated properly, it can be because you could trace the firearm. Every firearm has a serial number. Whether you take it off, it can be restored by putting acid on it. We'll show you what stamp was on that. And it will tell you where the guns come from. Another thing is we have a tight border system where you go over to Buffalo. If you buy clothes, you have to declare it. If not, you will have to pay duty on it. And people are coming in here with guns. Another thing, police are having raids with the guns and gang. Where are all these guns going? How come uh, you don't uh, penalize the person? Because the law in Canada is, if you caught with a gun and you don't have a license, mandatory. It's four years. But when it go to court, it's a plea bargain. That's get thrown out. So the justice is being made a joke out of. You know, and the criminals know this. Criminals are playing the justice system like a violin, you know. So it leads me to ask, are, are the cops, government, do you think they're trying or putting, putting in enough effort to help bring solutions to the problem? Or are they just simply lost and don't know where to continue? Well, or is it just they need to try hard? Well, it's only, it's only when something happens, then they come on television saying we need this, we need Toronto, the strong, will we? will uh, keep going on and so on like that. But the thing is you have to keep on working, get police in the community and so on like that and uh, mm -hmm. be proactive because I don't understand. A CBC reporter will go into Jane and Finch, interview these gang members and police undercover detectives. You, they can't do that. Get to exactly. the source. Get exactly. to the exactly. source, you know? That's what I've seen. Like I've seen like, like lately they like just the other day they had more of a police presence. Like they had police like more police out on a night watch. Yeah. But that's just a temporary solution for an ongoing problem. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just to show the taxpayers that we are doing something, but it's a band-aid. You have to get to the source exactly. of these problems. You, you actually know? have to clean out that wound and absolutely, yes. That's it. And this is where people walk around here freely because I remember when I first came here in the early seventies. I used to walk around here without a, a worry in the world. Another thing is, in those days, there was a gun store on every block. Right opposite on his head was a big gun store. Mm -hmm. You didn't need a license, then you could go in and um, you, you could go into the gun store and just uh, purchase a gun. It's until 1978 they brought in this license where you had to have a license. Now, mind you, if you purchase in a, a revolver or a pistol, a handgun, you had to be recorded. Everything has to be registered onto that, you know, until they brought in the license system. And then they review it again. And in 1998, they had another um, license uh, uh, to, to a restricted and non-restricted license. But, yeah, it's amazing to see what's happening. And uh, people are just shooting out the... Uh, road rage, everything like that, you know. Yes, as uh, Justice mentioned earlier, it's not so much that the gun that's bad or good, because we place it on the table and, and none of us touch it, it can't do anything. Depends who's in the hands of. So we, we all know that sometimes, or a lot of the times, that guns get a battery because of the shootings they can commit. But as yourself, who are competing in a, in a sports, yeah. please will tell us like, that side of the story that people probably won't even know. Like how is it used and the laws required in that sport? Oh, absolutely. We, like I said, we go through strict uh, supervision on this, and each uh, firearm owner always uh, have to look out for the other person. 
you know you see anything wrong with this person you report to the club official and if that person doesn't seem fit to have a firearm the OPP will know about it you know so it's a very tough um, uh, sport with the well it's not is a very safe sport but the requirements to be in the sport is very very tough you know and it takes a lot of time to go into courses everything like that to make sure you understand the safe handling and so on and uh, funny thing is at a gun club you're amongst the safest people in the world you know because uh, every everybody follows the rules nobody here uh, there's no room for accident there because we have a light system when the light is red you cannot go down range all firearms must be unloaded magazines out and there's a uh, wire put in the barrel to show that there's nothing inside there and then you go when you come back light is green you pick up your firearm you listen to the ranger officer when he said uh, this course of fire is a uh, 120 seconds you have five shots to fire that uh, five shots in 120 seconds it's a slow they call it and then you load your firearm in your fire within that time period so every even at the range we have a range officer overlooking everything that goes on there then afterwards our when we retrieve our target when the light is green we go down and get it and then uh, the targets are scored it goes in the computer and it goes all over the world so anybody in the sport could go on find out your name what you're doing and so on like that so we are like an open book not, un not unfortunately not like uh, these criminals here who you don't know who is driving next to you who has a gun and so on and uh, this thing what i would like to see i'd like to see more police out in the community instead of in the, being in the suv and so on like that getting to know the people and this is what is supposed to do protect us people on Danforth wasn't protected yesterday no because innocent lives are being taken many innocent lives are being taken people who are just going about right minding their own business and just trying to get home from work and their lives are being taken they can no longer go home and see their family they can no longer provide for their family and and it has an effect on everyone it's like it's like throwing a stone into a wire it just creates ripples and it's a ripple effect and it affects every everything around it Absolutely. Another thing is three months ago, a guy with a car who had bad intention. Oh, yes, the uh, Young Street incident. Young Street, mm -hmm. yeah. Was, uh, three months ago, I guess it is. And with all regard for human lives, just knock these people down. And you didn't hear anybody come in and say, oh, cars are bad and so on like mm -hmm. that. No, exactly. You have exactly. to look at the mental capacity of this person, you know. But funny thing, guns always get the bad name. Guns in the wrong hands, you know. That's a problem. I think maybe part of the problem or part of why people are saying get rid of guns or more needs to be done mm -hmm. is because we're scared and I get being scared. Oh, of course. Because any, any, any one of us could be scared. Yeah, because any one of us, walk out your house, apartment, wherever it is you live, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a risk of element there. And not just for people in 20s, people of all ages. All ages. Fortunately, little kids too. Mm -hmm. And that thing, and that being like, 
You can't stop little kids from wanting to have a little fun with their friends playing the playground. That's right. As a parent, you're going to want them to be safe, yes. Yeah, and if you, you hear an incident like last night, you may be a little crazy at first. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you may take it you know, as calm as you can. Yeah, but you, you can't and, take yeah. away kids' childhood from that, them. That's They're the thing supposed too. to be out playing sports that and too. everything but like that. Too. It's being taken away from them without choice because they don't have it. Because it's just getting really dangerous out there now, and you just can't roam around freely like you used to. And just now, I'm scared myself, and I'm scared for me to go out for my brothers, and my sisters, and my niece, my nieces, uncles, nephews, everyone. Just my mom, dad, girlfriend. Like I'm just scared for everyone out in the community, and just of what's going to happen now. And just you just simply can't go out now because it's just getting so dangerous now. Yes, and the thing about it is the law in Canada said you cannot protect yourself, just the police will protect you. And those people yesterday were not protected by the police. No. Not at all. And you're right about the whole being scared for family because yeah. even I am. Of course, yeah. Even you like my that? mom who has, or having a baby sister, she's not exactly old enough to and stuff, but I sit there and wonder, like, what is the world we're going to raise her in? What is she going to grow up in? Exactly. What sort of problems she may or may not endure? Because I remember, I probably knew about guns as a kid, but maybe I don't know the capacity how violent people can be with them. I knew some sports and stuff about uh, sports and hunting, but that was probably as far as my knowledge. Whereas kids today, I mean, they may not know everything, but they know for sure guns are out there and the way it's being used is violent. Mm -hmm. Not that it is violent, they may not even know that. They might just say, okay, guns are bad because... I saw this guy die in the news or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. no one should go out and be, and the first thought on their mind is whether or not they're going to make it back home or make it to their destination. Yeah, Mike, you uh, care to share on, uh, like, compare how guns are viewed these days to me back in your younger youth days, whether here or in uh, Grenada? All right. Well, I grew up in Grenada, as you all know. As the Spice Isle or the Isle of Spice. Oh, yeah. And um, back then, the only person that you saw with a gun, and that wasn't very regular, was a policeman. Because most of the policemen, they, what they have was bat and stick and staffs, yeah, and yeah. you know. Yeah. So you'd see like probably 20 policemen and still not see a gun. It was very rare, like, you know, Independence Day when they were on parade and stuff like that, you saw a gun. So. There, there, there wasn't a chance in hell that you would have a gun. You know, you, you had to have that gun from way back and a good explanation for it. Like, I would guess certain businessmen had, had gun. We heard they had gun. We never saw the gun because there were no need for you to bring that gun into play. Right. But now, times have changed and gun violence is everywhere. But in Toronto here... I can speak for Toronto because I've lived here for almost three decades now. And again, like Arnold was saying, there's no way in hell nobody could convince me that, okay, guns come across the border here that easy. I'm a citizen of this town, right? And I've been searched upside down on that border by um, border officials coming from Notting Hill Carnival. They didn't care that I was an entertainer. They searched me inside out. They opened the suitcase. Parts of the suitcase that I didn't know could be opened, they opened it. <laughs> so who are you fooling? How are these guns coming across the border? It has to be a collective effort. A collective effort. 
it has to be like okay shift number 10 is working and you got your boy on shift number 10 so all the bags with red tag don't search them no that's straight up yeah, yeah, yeah. because if you don't know me and you could search me upside the dung yes, yeah. i had a bottle of brandy that somebody gave me as a gift i forgot i had that brandy there and it was a big issue so where are those guns coming from i would really like to know and whenever like i say they solve the crime okay they, they caught the guy whoever nobody wants to come forward and get to the bottom of this and say okay this gun was lost here or this gun was missing from here nobody wants to talk about that and until like justice say you decide to clean out that wound before you put the plaster or the band-aid on it you're joking because they're gonna be always a problem with that exactly. wound and this is what's happening yeah? today you see everybody's on mm. television now have all these ideas and everything implemented and like you have to get to the root of the cause you know I am sure there are people in this city here in authority that know where these guns are coming from. Well, absolutely. They have yeah. to know where absolutely. these guns are coming so from. Of course, there would be inside job, job involving yeah, yeah. these things. If you were to do a proper search I detail, there mm. would be inside jobs mm. in these things. It's not, it's not, it's not a far-fetched and, idea. And who is benefiting from it? Yeah, yeah. Like Mike Lo just said. Lawyers definitely will yeah. benefit from it. Yeah, because like Mike if just I have said, the only bakery in town baking bread, right? And all of a sudden, there's bread all over town mm -hmm. that I don't know about. Where's this bread coming, coming from? from? Yeah. yeah. Tell me. And you're right. So, though, somebody in my bakery is passing bread in the back door. That's well exactly. put. That's well put. Yeah, yes, and these yeah. guns are not yeah. getting in easy because you, you just you don't have to be educated to figure that out. And the problem oh. is when you question those in authority, they say they cannot comment on it. It's an ongoing investigation, and mm -hmm. I could never understand it. How come it's an ongoing investigation and it's never completed? No. Mm -hmm. you know? Not enough effort or something that's basically not getting to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. To the that's line. a way of telling the public to mind your business. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, we can, but we're in the community too. Maybe because this is maybe. our this is our business. This, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we are the ones who are going to work or going to school, whatever it is. Our kids are going to school or studying. Exactly get because a job and they're supposed to go about it in a safe manner and uh and unfortunately we can't even say that because if you guys remember a few years ago in 2012 in the states that gunman who gunned down six kindergarten oh no six teachers 20 kindergarten students yeah you would thought okay that school should have been safe now it wasn't here in toronto but the example stands yes yeah absolutely unfortunately it wasn't safe yeah. and it took other schools to learn that then they started putting up security measures and all that because i remember i volunteered at this school they didn't have that. A few months after shooting, like, what is this device? I just pressed and it beep. Mm -hmm. Like, you just kind of ask you where I am and, you know, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Not in a rude way, but yeah, they're just yeah, doing sir. okay. The imp imp which was a good idea, well, but of course why was it so late? Yes. And it had to happen after. Why did they wait kids, till the aftermath to yeah, implement these measures? Yeah, kids didn't even hit the age of yeah, six. Yeah. This, is, this is it. But from what I've seen, as a legal gun owner, we are monitored everything like that. And you're fine. Police are just there after the fact. They are not there before. It's until something happened. Mm -hmm. Then they show up on the dance yes. floor and so on. And uh, like last night, and uh, why weren't they walking before on mm -hmm. the beat, you know, doing protecting the citizen? This is my concern as a law-abiding uh, legal firearm owner. This is my concern because I know the scrutiny I go through, I wish criminals would go through the same thing too. Well, speaking of concerns, I have another concern.
And that is the slap on the wrist whenever they hold the people responsible for any any gun problem in this city. This city basically is a toothless dog when it comes to any law. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can, you know, you can basically get away with everything in Toronto and the criminals know that. They shoot people on the street, they steal stuff, they break open to your cars in the night and they're done at seven seventy seven Jarvis with their lawyers and a suit on. The suit that they borrow. When you look at them in the suit, they never wear that suit in their life. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's suit day. Yes, and they bargain and they plea bargain and eh, they're outside next month again. And this is the revolving door with yeah. this plea bargaining. So something in the justice system doesn't add up. Why? But I guess lawyers are benefiting from it and I guess the judges... And this it. is where I have to bring the USA into play again. America has 52 states. And almost each one of those states has different laws on the books. Yes. They have the three strikes and you're out. Even though they have the right to bear arms, you can spend the rest of your life in jail for having a firearm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Canada doesn't have that. Yeah, that's right. So Canada has a lot of talk and no action and they need to act because we can talk here till the cows come home. These guys who are toting these guns and shooting people in Toronto, they know the law very well. If they knew that they were going to spend, let's say you were 20 years old and you shot somebody on the Dan Fort, and you know that when they let you out of jail, you'd be 65. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you'd be somebody's girlfriend in that jail. You'd you think long and hard. Absolutely. It wouldn't happen so often. No, you know? but yeah. you shoot somebody yeah. on the Dan Fort. I mean, this guy died now, so we can't talk about him. Yeah. Let's say he wasn't dead and he had to go to court. What, what do you think is the worst would happen to him at the end of the day? They wouldn't tell us when he was being released, they, they but he'd not. probably be outside in what? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he'd probably be outside, give or take, in two years. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Still having court hearings, and then yeah, still, yeah, still about to free to roam the streets in the meantime while they're doing their case proceedings. Yeah, yeah. they will get away very softly compared to how the states handle from it. That, that's if you remember that Humber story we talked about, about the uh, professor, his statement got away lightly. While it's not gun violence related, he got away too lightly for what he was involved in. Oh, yeah, big time. Well, it goes back again to what I said, the toothless dog. Exactly. Because in, 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 in places in America where they caught him with that, oh, when he got out of jail, he'd probably be, what, 94? <laughs> Maybe more. Who knows? Yeah. Well, look at this guy who was texting and he murdered uh, this uh, grandfather and the three young kids, Marco Muzzo. He was sentenced to uh, 10 years, but uh, he was texting while driving. He was drunk also, too. But the thing about it is he get a day parole pass when 10 years is supposed to be 10 years. But because the family donate a lot to the Mackenzie uh, Hospital and the name is out there, money talks. And this is uh, another thing you have yeah, to... Unfortunately, that is He true. gets day parole, so he's outside in the day. Yeah. And yeah. he goes in there in the night. Night time, yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Money is bringing too much evil ambitions. Again, just like I say, guns on its own is not evil. Money too is not. It's what ambition drives you with the cash. Absolutely. But absolutely. I think the media, mm. and you know, right now I'm, a, I'm an aspiring part yep. of that fraternity, mm. has an obligation to put, to shine what we call a spotlight in the faces of these people who commit these crimes and spend their days in pizza shops and their nights in the cell. Well, this is what the exactly. law is supposed to do. The, public, the mm-hmm. public needs to know, listen, this guy killed these children mm-hmm. and he's outside in the day. Yeah, yeah. And that should be news every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. so people would know. But that's not happening. 
the news concentrates on the little dog that crossed the road. Absolutely. And, and this you is, see, and you this see is that every day. And a squirrel in a tree is a news. Uh, That's yeah, a news. Absolutely. And the yeah. thing about it is, this is why they have so many people incarcerated for minor crimes, which is non-violent or nothing like that. They're building more jails because somebody is benefiting from all of this, you know. Exactly. And this is not uh, solving the crime problem, you know. It's uh, really, no really a sad, sad situation, you know. Because this, this year of the gun has been repetitive in Toronto. No, I think this is the second or the third time that's happened. Happening, yeah. yeah, like yeah that's right, yeah. Or from my understanding, the third heaviest summer with 2008 or one of those yeah, years. Yes, there. that's 2008, right. Yeah. Then yeah. 2012, I remember that all too well. Yes, yeah. yeah and yeah. now this summer, like, for me, it seems yeah. like a repeat of 2012. Mm. Only, of course, it's gotten worse than it has. They had a, a barbecue up in Malvern once where this, whoever it is, open up fire and kill how much people. Mm -hmm. but that this, wasn't long ago. Barbecue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that I remember. Yeah. Okay. I have never seen on the news a follow-up to this to person and what happened and where did that gun or guns Neither originated have I. from. Yeah. Never. And you never will. Even by the police, never. Nothing. You, yeah. I never saw that. Yeah. yeah. I can speak. So when Nothing. you live in a society that, that shelters that kind of crime, if you're going to shelter crime, then don't complain about it. But look at when they catch a criminal, first thing they do, they put him in a bulletproof vest. He's protected. He's in protective custody. Mm, it's a pity uh, his victims didn't have vests. They, mm. they don't have yeah. that at all. They don't have that option, you know. So, That's like right. I say, uh, the law-abiding citizens, we are just like sitting ducks, you know. And, uh, exactly. And police is just yeah, after the wonder. fact, you know. And yeah. it makes you wonder how long before all of us throw on a, a protective vest because we're scared or we just don't want it happening yeah or we no, fear no, if it no. happens you can avoid but mm -hmm. the thing is that's not in a way it's safe but that's not the type of future anyone should be in should be that's not in that's it. not oh. any type of way to live that's not the way no, you, you, don't want, you don't want to go to tim hortons with a vest on no <laughs> not at all so i just looked up some stats from shootings from last year on the toronto police website so according to 2017 until until present uh, they said 71% of deaths have been due to a shooting, 14% have been injured, and I'm not sure if this number makes sense, but it says negative 4% for no injuries. How mm. does that make any sense? Oh. Mm. Wow. I don't get that one. Is that in but Toronto? It, or? Yeah, this is the Toronto Police website. Okay, I looked up okay. stats from last year, well, this is from last year to current, which I guess we updated this morning. Still, that's a big number. Seventy-one percent are dying. Of course, of to course. shooting. And I mean, imagine by the time you release the next set of numbers, when it comes to be higher to senseless deaths, anything more than one is a big number. That's so true. That's yeah, so one true. one is too many already. Already, mm -hmm. and it'll continue climbing because I don't see much. What's word? more? Well, more action. In, and less talking needs to be done. More positive yeah. action. You know, that too. Because like today, everybody's on television talking about it. And so and but by that what, time, what yeah. What do you have uh, for tomorrow or next uh, next week? Next by the time we get to next week, yeah. uh, where are we? Next week, Monday. Yeah, yeah. It probably everything about the stories down and they're following whatever is next. This is why I commend Michael as a journal, upcoming journalist. Focus the spotlight on it. Yeah, because you know? as a journalist in training as well, yeah, that's uh, what I want to do. Go out there and tell the truth. I don't care who I may offend or don't offend. It's none of my business. Because the truth, 
needs to get out there. Once you speak the truth, you don't have to worry about anything else. Now, mind you, people wouldn't like you for speaking the truth, you know. Yeah. Because we can see, like, uh, just south of us in the States, you can't speak the truth, then you're fake news if you speak the truth, you know. It's like the old saying goes, the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we look at all the great people of the past, mm-hmm. especially someone like Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. He spoke up for what he believed in. Absolutely. Fortunately, he got some shock for that, but yeah. he did what he thought was right. And we look today. Things could definitely still be better, but he fought a lot and things came a whole long way. So someone like that can go out there, start a revolution or whatever it is he wanted to call it at the time. But he made a difference. Mm-hmm. It will be frightful at first. No one may not care. Or they will be afraid that they don't show up to your meeting or whatever it is as well. And the funny thing is if people protest about all these mass shooting and so on like that, you'll see the amount of police on the street just for a protest. Yeah. You know? But where are they when these criminals are running around the night, the club area and so on like that? Exactly. You know, they had just set up cameras as well. Exactly. Cam- running yeah. around all these public places, clubs, mm-hmm. yeah. or shows, whatever it may mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that do happen at night for entertainment purposes, which, okay, people want to have fun, yeah, fine. Of course, people, that's it, they're entitled to But before to you know it, that fun turns into a tragic ending. Exactly. Where they themselves lost their life, but... Yeah. Not even know it. And not only the person lose their life, but it has an effect on the whole family. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. So it's a ripple effect. Exactly. Know, said, so. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even though I don't half of the people I shouldn't lose are dead or mm. injured because of mm. violence of guns or anything else, it does break my heart. Yet mm. I don't know that they're a complete stranger, but it goes to show something. When you're walking with the love of God, you mm. will feel love for everyone, and that's something I, I want to take away from myself. Because I want to understand what are they feeling, what are they going through. Of course, it's not me, so I want to 100% get it. But yeah, it's very difficult, yeah. to, yeah, unless think, you're in that position. I think okay. once you're in, you want to understand. Mm. Or you may want to go tell your condolence or whatever. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's a normal I, thing I to do. I think that's the start, though, understanding mm. yeah. before going out there and saying, okay, things need to change. We establish that. Things do need to change. But talking about it and not doing the action that corresponds no to talking, no, no change at all. You can't just talk about it. You got to no. be about it. Yeah. 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 And all those who are scared, I get it. We always will be scared. I'm scared as we sit today and talk about this. But you know what? I won't let it stop me. No, you have to, you have to speak up about it. Because like and I say, with all the regulation we go through, you just can't throw this away. You have to follow up on yeah, things. Uh, go ahead. Biographies say that every life has a story, mm. and it goes for guns too. Every gun has a story. Absolutely. And until the police are willing, when they catch those criminals, to give the public and the media the information where this gun originated from, mm. they're going to be always problems because, I'll give another analogy. Let's just say for argument's sake, I'm a, what, a corrupted police officer. I sell guns in the back door or whatever. And I know for a fact that this is not being reported on the news when they catch the guy who shoots somebody with a gun that I sold him. I wouldn't be afraid to be selling guns because I would never be made public. But if I know that gun number 1050, whatever, when, that gu- when a crime is being committed with that gun, that my face is going to be on the TV as the person who sold that gun, I'd be very concerned. Because every- Very concerned. And that doesn't happen in the city. Every um, mm. ammunition has a fingerprint on it, and yep. it could be matched up to that gun. History. You know? Yeah, like and this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, 
there is i mean you don't have to be educated to know that these guns came from somewhere and it could be traced exactly. where they came from oh yes the, sure. the secrecy that surrounds it is what allows the crime to keep happening because these people who for whatever reason sell the guns pass them on nobody gets to see them we only know of the little the little girl who died on the Danforth and whatever okay where did that gun come from nobody wants to talk about it exactly so how are you gonna i mean save somebody else in eaton center next week when you don't want to talk about the gun on the gun the Danforth exactly. where it came from who is going to know where that next gun is coming from because guys who sell a gun doesn't stop selling guns because one person got shot. No, that's no. a business. That's yeah. a business they're yeah. in. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And yeah. this is a time when it's beneficial to the city, to the police officers, and to the nation to out the people who sell the guns to these criminals to begin with. Or trade the guns to them for whatever reason. And I'm sure they're in the city right here. These people are yeah. here. Because, yeah. Arnold, I'm not sure yeah. if you'd know this, but don't they do like... Do they have to do like psych evaluations on people in order to sell the guns to them, or no, no, it's not done. It's done through the uh, club um, board. They check them out. They interview them. They have them sign documents that if they start any problem, we will notify the OPP about it, and uh, you're evaluated through that. You know, and usually you're being recommended. Someone who knows you recommend you. Also, to your wife has to or your partner whoever you live with common law whatever they have to sign that application form in order for you to get a license if they don't do mm -hmm. that if you uh, have an argument and they upset mm -hmm. with you they don't sign that there's no way you can get it mm -hmm. so you see an another thing is if you call in the RCMP it's a New Brunswick Miramichi first thing they ask you if it's a um, violent call and so on like that and if you experience any uh, disturbance with this person if they if you any of those answers yes you lose your license mm -hmm. and you will be in uh interrogated about it mm -hmm. there will always be a follow-up but funny thing these shootings we never hear any follow-up on those uh things look at these uh couple that were killed in um, willowdale it was uh they they said they at first they announced they were suicide but they find out they were killed Mm -hmm. We never hear anything about it, you know. Yeah, that's it. To us, the story is over. The rich couple there. Yeah, Another yeah, death. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. To us, the story is that's over. That has gone underground. Yes, yeah. And uh, now why, another why? dead end for us. Should be, again, you exactly. have to keep light on it, you know. Did you, anyone remember the story? Uh, the shooting that happened in this playground. Okay, this article is from July 16. There's two kids who got shot in this playground. Mm -hmm. Anyone heard of that? I think I remember hearing about That's from this year, right? Yeah, well, let's see. Her five year old daughter, according to this, was shot in the stomach. And yeah, the other mother's daughter, that. who was 11 or no, 9, doesn't say where she was injured. Yeah, but it goes to show, though, this is a children's playground. playground. This and this never happen, 21, let's see, it says 21 year old uh, unnamed person is the reason that even happened to begin with. But according to the article as well, and this came from, okay, it doesn't say where, but at the time the article was written, it says 275 people have been shot in Toronto. It doesn't say how many survived or didn't, but uh, again, that's one way too many. 
And it includes exactly. staff for little children, e children as well. E even um, you get injured by the, the amount of rehab you have to go through, the inconvenience to your yeah. life. And then, again, mm -hmm. it comes right back to there's no follow-up on it. How come this person was allowed to do this? Exactly. Yeah. Why are these cases just being swept under the rug? Yeah. Yeah, according exactly. to the article here, they were both rushed to uh, sick kids. They both survived, but I don't know how much pain and does it that took, really. Does it say what time this happened, this occurred at? Um, I think it was a Thursday. Hang on, let me go back to the beginning. This happened, oh yeah. I remember. There was a Scarborough playground on June 14, 2018. Uh, the parents' name is Stacy King. Doesn't make any names on the children. But after all that, I guess they themselves are. Does it say the, the time of day that it happened, though? Does it say? I think it was after. Oh, wait, hang on. June 14, 2018, at around 5 p.m. on the Thursday mm. afternoon. So this wasn't even in like the nighttime or anything. This was no, in broad, was bright. Yeah, broad, it was, daylight. It was broad daylight. Yeah, broad daylight. An yeah. afternoon is well. Mm. It's, it says McCowan Road and Alton Tower Circle around mm -hmm. that area, wherever the playground. McCowan. Position that. Scarborough. Yeah, that's Scarborough said. Yeah, yeah. But I guess after all that, they themselves realize, or a part of them realize, okay, this evil happening with this, and something needs to be done too. Of course, we're here at the dead end of the story because I don't know what's happening now. You never hear any follow, follow up on it. And Unless this we is, ourselves contact these yeah. people. And this is where the police chief or whoever it is, they, or they have the spokesman, supposed to say, address case by case, this is what happened, and yeah. give us some and this answers. this was even dark. It was broad daylight. Yeah, give us some answers so people can rest, be rest assured that the, something is being done. But when you don't hear anything, it's like a revolving door, you know? Yeah. Because something happened in that player, yeah. rest assured, it won't be the same anymore given what happened. Right. But again, we're shut out of this story. And this is really crucial because we're talking about children who mm. haven't made it to 15 or 20 yet or right. begin living yeah. life yet at no. that age. That's really yeah, That lady strategy. in question, the parent of that. Uh, um, Stacy King was daughter, one She name. had a meeting with government officials recently. Oh, yeah. And she was talking about how her daughter would not be, they're not sure that the kid is going to be able to have children when she grows up because oh. of the intestinal yeah, damages, the damages that she has. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for she the five-year-old, yeah. yeah. I'm not too sure about the injuries of the 11-year-old. I don't really talk about that. But I guess the one with the five-year-old might have been worse, hence why it's mentioned more. But yeah, that's sad to hear that. To hear things like that. For all we know, this children might this child one might want children of her own, mm -hmm. and now that got taken away. Because right. like this is affecting people of all ages. Like it's yeah. not limited to anyone. Like this is people. Yeah. And now it's true that okay, there are multiple ways of making a child these days. But you took away the one she might have been craving for. Absolutely. Producing your own kids. Yeah. Exactly. And no one can really give that back to you, or not at least in the same way. And that touches my heart because as a person who's disabled. Okay, right. it's a bit off topic now, but. As a person who's disabled, I too wonder, okay, can I have my own children? And if I do, what's safe? Mm. What's, sa what's safe for all I bring into? Because right, yeah. from my eyes, it really isn't the... Okay, keep in mind we're not in the worst positions ever, but it still isn't that great. Mm -hmm. And according to these stats and given this article, it seems to be got worse, and it has, because this summer is just a repeat of previous summers. It certainly has, because... This is not just taking place in Toronto anymore. This is expanding into... It's a shame because it's expanding into areas like... Like cities like Brampton. 
And the reason that hurts me so much is because I grew up in Brampton. I remember it being a great place to live in. It's just terrible. You hear about so many shootings. Just in one week alone, there was just like three shootings in just one single area. And it's just terrible. And just all the stuff that is happening and just so many lives are being taken. So many senseless deaths. And just it's expanding beyond the city of Toronto into into small regions too, small areas. Like I said earlier on, from my point of view, they need to have jail time in place for these criminals who go around and settle scores in the streets. And, and you know, it's not even like they're settling scores, number one, but they don't care about people's children. Yes. Yes. You can take your child for an ice cream yeah. and end up going back home alone and your child going to the morgue. Exactly. And the government has to send a message to these guys, okay? You're going to shoot people in the streets because you're settling scores, right? I have some jail time for you, and I'm going to give it to you irrespective of who says what. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't care if you're 20 years old. I'm going to give you 40 years jail. Mm -hmm. And I'm serious with it. 40 years meaning 40 Christmases inside. Yep. Not jail term that you can circumvent with good behavior right. and whatever. Yeah, no, Because your years. behavior was not good on the Danforth. So I don't see why it should change in the prison, so I should reduce your, exactly. your jail time. I think... That's the, the only thing people understand, a message. Yeah. And I think there are probably, yeah. Yeah. And I think there are cops who probably think the are way, but they don't see it happening either. Yeah. Because well, they have course. to follow the instructions yeah. from and higher that's up. That's yeah. part of the problem yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. The protocol yes. they need to follow. I'm sure yeah. that if they had their yeah. chance, they'd yeah. beat somebody oh, yeah. senseless. Yeah. And yeah. well, that may be I, pretty, I, but I, I, could imagine anger, how, yeah. I could imagine how frustrating it is for a cop after all the investigation. He fine. He just have to walk yeah, away from everything. Yeah, especially for a cop who wants exactly. to do the right yeah, who thing. Who wants to do the right thing? And yeah. he's for the right thing and yeah. just yeah. can because yeah. given because the protocols or anything else, I mean, yeah. then again, it's a money business too because yes. the attorneys play a big part in the walking big, away big from part. these. I mean, these roles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have the right type of money, and you hire the right attorney. Which yeah, that's a ten-year sentence could end up being a, a year and a half for you. Yes, mm -hmm. and you could get off. For even less for good behavior, yeah. because you're a model citizen. Yeah, and it goes back. <laughs> All of a sudden, eh? <laughs> yeah, 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 and it goes back to what I said: uh, evil being driven by money, because mm -hmm. money can be used for good, but too much evil is associated with it, which is part of the problem of the violence. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've been good for six months. Go back in the streets. Mm -hmm. Well, like for all you know, people play well and they can play well too. Before you go around next, you can gun down someone again. Exactly, like anyone can pretend to be a good person, and you're in front of that judge again. We said, I thought you were going to be a better person. He's like, well, judge, you mistaken that person. It's plain and simple as that. And we all can mistake people for good or bad, too. But as a judge, it, that's really serious because your actions can have serious consequence, too. Not to put the blame on them, but no, that's part of it, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it makes total sense. Because if you say, okay, you've been good for a year, go back to the streets. Wrong move. Well, this is where they have to be proactive, and it yeah. takes the complete uh, legal uh, system and act on something and go on it. Because I remember one time we went to Ottawa to protest about um, the Attorney General. It was Alan Rock. He was going to spend uh, two. He said uh, two million of taxpayers' dollars to enforce the gun laws. There's already enough laws on the books, and when we went to protest. Uh, OPP officer pulled over the bus I was on and he said uh, we believe there's a bomb on the bus 
So I said, why don't you evacuate? They say, we have to have one speaker speaking for everybody. If you hear you, there's a bomb on the bus, this young OPP officer, he looked so stupid making a statement like this. This was in September 22nd, 1998. I remember the date because things like this you never forget. Right. So they delayed us from going to the uh, March on um, Parliament building. And on the right of us, there were RCMP snipers with sniper rifles uh, ready um, in case if, uh, but you, this won't happen. You know, you put snipers there and so on just to show you're doing something. You know, and this was so stupid. And I said, was, he said there was a bomb on the bus. Bus, yeah. Well, and that he didn't kind of he just to delay us from going to the protest. Mm. This is, was instruction from Kratien. He was oh, the prime minister okay, then. The oh, that kind of Yes, delay us, yes. Oh. So this is where uh, sometimes where they are not uh, yeah, focusing uh, the, on the, what they're supposed to do. Yeah, with that kind of accusation, I'd be running, running off that bus. Well, they didn't let anybody get exactly, off the bus. Exactly, that's true. Because yeah. if no, it was really was real. Bomb on yeah, the bus. Yes, yeah. No, it was no, there wasn't. <laughs> yeah, if that was really real, you want to escape that timer for you. We rented yeah. the bus and everything like that, and so many people uh, were on the bus and uh, heading up to Ottawa because to drive there is, this is what you call carpooling, you mm. know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we rent a bus and go up there. We get stopped on um, Highway 416. Oh, there's a bomb on the bus. They suspect. So you didn't examine anything. You didn't have your mirrors going around and so on like that. So this is where taxpayers' dollars are being wasted because of instructions from higher up. Yeah, because of that yeah. kind of yeah. crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would like to see the getting the criminal and tracing everything. Empty his pockets. Get everything. Make sure you know exactly what day he was born, everything like that, mm -hmm. you know. Do you research on the guy? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, because a criminal is a professional criminal. He studies business, so the law enforcement agency they're supposed to be professional and follow up and follow through on it. Because the mistake I feel they're making is that they're underestimating these criminals and like they're not giving them enough credit. They're just saying that they're silly, but they know what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. But just the fact that there are all these shootings year after year. Tells you that the criminals, they um, they take their business serious. Well, they're, like, they're not taking time off from their business. One step ahead of those cops, yeah. government, you name it. Yeah, because it, if you notice, anytime there is, you know, there there is gunplay, the cops are always, you know, they're always the last to show up at the end of the day because it, it's when people die already. Then yeah, you know, they're after mean, the fact, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Like, for instance, me, if I'm going to the gun club to participate in a match and I don't have my gun locked in a box with a trigger lock and the ammunition stored separately, I could be charged for illegal um, storage of the uh, the firearm and ammunition and not following the law with the trigger lock. A trigger lock means you cannot fire that uh, firearm. Only when it's on the range and you're given the command by the range officer to load and fire at the course of fire and so on like that. That's the only time we're allowed to do that. And you have people here, they don't register their firearm. They don't uh, take courses. They don't uh, walk around with their guns uh, in boxes and everything like that or trigger locks. You know, So it's really frustrating to see what's happening, though. And the well, sad 
part about it is innocent people are mm-hmm. paying the price for this you know and i think the law oh, enforcement yeah. agency have to really step up and say enough is enough and there will be no more of this again because we'll get to the bottom of things and if i'm doing a job if i can't complete it i didn't do my job right so this is the same way i feel right. law enforcement agency and uh, sometimes the instructions from the politician, they're not uh, completing the job. They're just there for a temporary thing, and everything is not being uh, completed. Yeah, that's also a big, uh, again, yeah. another reason for these continuing issues as well. Yeah. And from my point of view, someone who's growing up, it seems never-ending. And never I hope ending. I'm totally yeah. wrong on that. Well, we and all hope you're yeah, wrong on everyone it. Everyone hopes that, for yeah, sure. We don't like the outcome of it. You know. But uh, I guess as a man of faith, I see it as a as a way the devil is playing games too. There's a force behind it. It's what co- the way I see it. Okay, people are gonna do evil things with the gun. Mm. Not everyone will. Some people may have a gun for years mm. and just play sports with it for for uh, for all we know. But yeah, there's mm. like a just the devil playing games with people. And sometimes it works. We fall for it. We do evil things. Sometimes it doesn't. Like you know, that's too much. You can't be doing that. That's wrong. And that's where I see like a lot of happening. Too many sins have crossed this world. Right. And here we are, we're living with them. And like, the problem is like, we're all just, what's the word? Going, living by greed and ambition. Mm-hmm. Not just those who commit the violence, but those of us who are in systems. Well, okay, the punishment, what do we do with this guy, this person, this gang, whatever it is. They don't do enough. Well, you mentioned something, greed yeah. and ambition. This is what's running the world today. You see what's happening. I mean, you can go anywhere in the world and look at it. You could even go and look at the Vatican. The Pope will not apologize right. to the native people for the, all the wrong they did to them. Israel is targeting innocent people who are protesting, press people, medical people, yes, and, all and they are wrong. being funded by the United States. Right. They, they are welfare state of the United States, and they're getting away with murder, and nobody's saying anything about it. So it tells you money is running this uh, crime business because now they want to attack Iran. Iran never invaded any country, but the thing about it is Israel wants America to f- go to war with Iran so they can benefit from it. You know, And the thing about it is nobody is saying anything. Innocent people are being uh, injured and uh, paralyzed, everything like that. And, uh, and we have to realize us not saying anything. Or whether because contributing to it, yeah. contributing yes, to that's it. it. Whether because it is because of fear, yeah. it's understandable. But that's going to continue eating you up unless you go do the right thing as well. And remember, yeah. don't do it for yourself if you're not doing it for yourself. Do it for the other people, for the younger generation. So they, because they are the future, yeah. you know. Because if they're growing up in an environment in a way that becomes normalized to them, based on what they see, yeah, absolutely. They see yeah. the guns, the gangs, smoking, someone yeah. offering. Uh, drugs at the age yeah, of six yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They grew up in a mentality believing it's normal because that's where they grew up in. Yeah. So we can't fault them saying, oh, you're a bad influence on younger kids. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it was just the way they grew up. Yeah. So you got to realize, say, okay, they're kids everywhere, good and bad environment. And especially those in the bad environment, what they're seeing is not normalized. Because unfortunately, they themselves can grow up and go do the same thing and don't realize it's bad because that's how they grew up and witness it and saw it. And funny thing is they have what they call safe injections injection sites where people can go and get the drugs and mm-hmm. have it safe. Oh, this yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah. how taxpayers are funding this, you know. 
So I don't know myself. I'll just tell you, you get somebody addicted to drugs, then what are you going to find? You're going to find the drug dealer. Oh, there's uh, my uh, client there, you know. But you find the government is the client right now, you know. And they're there, the... Um, yeah, in terms of that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pushers. <laughs> yeah, the pushers, that's right. Yeah. And that applies yeah. right here to violence as well, the pushers. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is what it all comes down to. I yeah, think, um, money, as you said. I think what a lot of people don't understand with, first of all, a big percentage of the shootings that takes place in these cities are gang-related, drug-related. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And... These guys run their stuff like a business. It is a business. Yes. When yes. they send an enforcer for you, he's like a collection agency. Different and you're, levels, you're yes. meeting judge, jury, and executioner that day in the pizza shop where you are. Because you owe for that seven, eight grams of cocaine. You decide to play smart. You don't want to pay. It's payday today. Because the guy sent his enforcer for you. Mm-hmm. And his enforcer doesn't give him instructions to save anybody around you. Right. It's like cutting down a forest to catch a mouse. Mm-hmm. So if it means the three people behind you has to die, but the four of you going out. Exactly. Yeah. Collateral that's, damage. That's yeah. the business those guys are into. And that's why I say when you're giving them jail time, don't discriminate. Give them the jail time they deserve. deserve yeah. Exactly. Don't be a toothless dog in the courthouse and, and let them dance you mm-hmm. along with bargaining and all of that. Yeah. Well, and that's well, what's happening here. Because unfortunately, that's what the justice yeah. system is here right now. Because you know? 90% of the killing is, is it's enforcers that, that's yes, doing yeah, that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's exceptions. Yeah, but yeah. 90% of it is targeted killing. Mm-hmm. Because you and I could sit in a pizza shop for the whole day and nobody shoots us. Right. Yeah, but yeah. all of a sudden you hear five guys get knocked out in a it pizza shop. It was targeted, shop. of That's course. Targeted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, you examine their lives and you see there were shady characters. Exactly. Because the targeting shootings are happening a lot more and more and more because these guys are like actual loan sharks in a society now. Mm-hmm. Of, of yeah. course. And when you don't pay a bill, you have to remember the business they're in. It's not like if you were selling pizza. And a guy owed you or you took electronics at the brick and you didn't pay that. Put your name in a collection agency. Those guys can't put your name there and they can't call the authorities. (laughs) So you're meeting judge, jury, and executioner Executioner, at one time, payday. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and you fail and the guns go down. Yeah, because yeah. if you can't pay in cash, then you have to pay with your life. And right, that's, yeah. that's and how they see it. And those people, they have no fear of nothing. Oh no, 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 no fear no, of no, nothing. No. You know, because even if it means shooting innocents. My point is, they're in the business of sending messages yes. to the debtor, the person who owes them. Absolutely, it's a message they're sending to you. You don't pay me, you're not gonna get away. Exactly. The law, in turn, needs to send them a message, and they we don't. return it. Yeah, yes, they don't. Yeah. And that's why you get this, this repetitive, um, this revolving do about going to court and, you know, coming with you and your lawyer well-dressed after you shoot four people in the pizza shop. Yes, it's yeah. a dance. Yeah, yeah. But before what b- b- before court start, they go in the room and then they yeah. say, okay, we're going to plea bargain this. And this is very, very wrong because what the law is, it should be stated, four years mandatory jail sentence, it should be implemented. No questions about it, you know. And until they start a jail, some lawyers for coming down with this thing. But then that won't happen, you know. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. There, there will always be people profiting, like you say. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we call profiting on it, the it is. crime. Uh, uh, well, of in course. In sense, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, the writing is right there yeah. in front of everybody to see. 
But it's a shame that a lot of society don't see that because a lot of them think, well, okay, this is just a, some crazy people shooting people and shooting. Yeah, no, these yes. things are targeted yes. and planned. Or crazy or not, yeah. even those guys plan their of course. plan how they're going to go down with yeah. the shooting they're gonna, going to commit. Because you see, even though there's cameras, these guys are not afraid. They put on the hoodie or whatever no. it is and they go on the... Yeah, do because that's a the job they have to do and this is what they do it you know mm. just like you will have a police spokesman that's his job to go and tell the public okay we are doing all we can and so on like yeah. that yeah. and uh, yeah. but they won't take any uh questions they it's just his spokesman he just have to uh, read from the hymn book you know or sing from the hymn book yeah just read the script and move yeah. on yeah yes i remember bill blair now he's a uh, uh, government minister now mm -hmm. he said oh i can't comment on this because it's an ongoing investigation why do you have a press conference if you can't have a comment on something exactly and that was his line he was head of the marijuana um guy now i think he's in uh, guns and gang task force and uh, the immigrants are coming yeah. over and so on like that so he got a promotion <laughs> but yet he wouldn't tell us how much money he spent investigating rob ford taxpayers dollars and he wasn't charged rob ford was not charged but bill blair will never come out and say how much no. money spent on no, taxpayers dollars i'm sure know? it wasn't yeah yeah so you see again yeah again it didn't get to the um scab to clean it out exactly. <laughs> right now what they're doing is just and pun very much intended they're just putting a band-aid on a bullet wound yeah yeah <laughs> that's so true yeah. <laughs> and the bullets need to be won't band it up anyway, <laughs> well, regardless of what you're using for. You see, like anything else, the majority rules and Torontonians or Canadians need to realize that there is strength in numbers. And if you make a request from the government for certain information, they have to give it up. Absolutely, exactly. yes. The numbers yeah. is large yes. enough. Yeah. And you don't see that happening in this tongue. It's like this thing happened on the Danforth, yes. And a month from now, you're not going to be hearing about it. Yeah. They're going to mm -hmm. clean up the flowers on the sidewalk, like how oh, they clean up Young Street with, with the guy with the truck. Yes, passed, when it, and yes. that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, next two weeks, they're going to have the taste of the Danforth, and you're going to see everybody, uh, all the politicians out there saying, look how peaceful it is on the Danforth, but not realizing the lives were lost and the families that are affected by this. And this is what you have to look at, you know, get to the root of the problem. Exactly. You know? It's a shame, but it's the fact. Criminals are not being held accountable in Toronto for their actions. It doesn't happen. It's a dance. It's a, it's a legal yeah, yeah. dance. And legal you know, dance, the yeah, dancers okay. are back on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's what it is. Yeah. People may not want to hear that because it doesn't sound like what they want to hear. Because when it comes to public speaking, there are a lot of hypocrites who just want to talk. They, yeah. they want to look good and sound good. But this, this is the, the reality of Toronto. Criminals mm. has a free pass in Toronto. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and trying to look good is just a temporary goal. They're not only stupid, but guess what? As humans, our looks fade, so forget about that. Mm. And focus on what really matters. I told somebody more. once, if I was a criminal, I wouldn't leave Toronto. <laughs> no, because you're getting mm, free no. meals, accommodation, dental exactly. care. Yeah. Dental care, and you oh, know, yeah. dental care is expensive. <laughs> Oh yeah, that don't come cheap, and yeah, yet yeah. there you are getting it. Yeah, absolutely. Attorneys provided to you on the taxpayers' expense. Expense, yeah, of course. After yeah. you shoot people, yeah, so yeah. here you go. Yeah, because you don't, you, you will say, okay, you don't have money and so on. You yeah. need legal aid, and you get exactly. it exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't have a, a address, property, nothing like that. You know, 
you don't have money yet. You got guns somehow. Uh, well, for that, they they have the money for it, you know. So, you know, they ain't got money. They just go to hiding it from you. You're very good. <laughs> like these offshore bankers, you know. <laughs> yeah, because if you got guns, you're likely hiding cash out. Who knows where? Right. But yeah. the thing is, they can't prove it. Yeah. Absolutely. Again, because there's no trace on them. Exactly. You don't have a registered uh, serial number and so on. And, uh, this and there is, needs to be. So, yes, when they're talking about a gun-free zone, get it, first start with the criminals because you know all the legal gun owners there are. Go to the criminals and get the guns off the street if you want to do that. Yeah. And then have an account of each firearm where it is like a car. It all has a VIN number. Mm-hmm. A uh, gun has a serial number. Every one of them. Everyone. I laugh all the time when they have gun amnesty because oh. <laughs> the, the real criminal is not going to be in that line. No, no, no. no, no. Giving away his guns <laughs> in an that's, that's a big joke. But they say, oh, we took so many guns off the street. A lot of them wasn't even working properly, you know, because they were there for so many years and so on like that. They all rusted. It can't work, you know. Mm-hmm. Guys who have the guns to conduct business are not going to put it in an armist. <laughs> <It's not> <laughs> but that's a joke. Not but at they, all. They, 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 you go again. The government, in fact, they make the public believe they are doing something. But again, it's just a band-aid solution, you know. It's nothing really constructive, you know. Um, because if you're doing something, make sure it has some meaningful results. Otherwise, it's just a total waste of time. And I'm sure that people have, you know that. Like this is the waste of time. We've been through this procedure. Of right? They've been saying that. Well, you see, it uh, it happened. This should have never happened, you know. But all I wish had never. And yet, mm-hmm. here yes. we are yeah. with the damage already done. It's done, and this is the tragic part about it. Yeah. Because how, you know, think of the parents of this ten-year-old uh, child. You Especially know? children. Yes. Yeah. They were out uh, in a restaurant and so on like that. At one of the best streets in Toronto, it's uh, really uh, people. From all in the indications, this guy is just like a loose cannon, right? He just decided to open fire. Just like that. Just yeah. walked in and. What's yeah. his problem? Do you know who was this doctor? Was did he had medical problems? All these things are yeah, not. Uh, that's when the backstory really needs to be dug up. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, yes, you have to and dig into it and see. And we as need to know it as well. Yeah. Say, okay, we found the backstory now. Hush up. Yeah, the yes. And, exactly. they f- and they find he had a gun. Find out where that gun came from. Yes. Where did he store this gun? Was it uh, legally stored or in a safe or yeah, where? These guys go through great lengths to, to, to get, get these. Uh, absolutely. And we all yeah. was not easy to again, get it in the first again, place. Again, this is part of the business and these are the tools of the trade. You have to find out, okay, for a plumber, you have to have your plumber's license, electrician. So how come these guys in their criminal business, they are getting away scot-free? <laughs> are they paying taxes? Yeah. You know, but when they are held in court and so on, taxpayers have to pay for that, and that's wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's the thing, or they're just going to continue to get away with it because and no account, no accountability yeah. by the leaders. You know. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they have a registration, okay. Of People who own it legally, which okay, yeah. go check that list then. Cross track. Yeah. If yeah. they're on the list, there you have it. Maybe, right. maybe you can't prove it, but that says illegal right there. You have something to go on. Yes, yeah. and that's the way I think they should be going at. Not necessarily just the list, whatever they can go on. Not just say, okay, we're working on it, or hard to harden, or sadden. Okay, that's fine, but what are you doing? Well, from my. Um opinion observing things over the years i see crime as a business and a lot of people are benefiting oh, yes. from that business 
And it's not right. Yeah, and in that basis of crime, mm. the crossfire happens, innocent lives are mm. that's the tragic that part may be taken, it, yeah. will be taken, and have yeah, been taken, yeah, yeah. as you've seen. Yeah. And if I recall some of the big ones, starting from 2012, that mm. Scarborough barbecue shooting yeah. for a bunch of young youths, yeah. two of them who were in college, probably graduating, Mm-hmm. That was it. The dream could not go any further. Right. Because the gun ended it right there. Ended it right there. And mm. the gun didn't necessarily have the power in the to do that. Mm. You had to pull the trigger. So, as like, Justice mentioned before, the guns aren't the problem that's killing us. We are the problem killing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And I, I can tell you one thing with dealing with uh, firearms as a sport all these years, there's no such thing as an accidental shooting. There's yeah. no such thing, because if you're a trained firearm person, first thing you do, you check to see that firearm is all unloaded. That's in when you're going through the safety course. This is one thing you have to prove in front of a examiner that this firearm is unloaded. So when they talk about accidental shooting, like you hear people say, no, you hear people say, "Oh, I was cleaning the gun and it went off." You cannot clean a loaded firearm. There's no way. Exactly. And I think in the States, or mm. I heard a few stories in the States, I even saw them on the news, that the guns were in the hands of kids. And I remember this one story, this 11-year-old, I don't know why he was ticked off with a teacher, mm. but he brought the gun, gun down to the teacher twice. Now, I don't know if the teacher lived or probably died, but the teacher managed to take it down before, you know, he passed out or whatever. Well, But uh, the thing is, mm. a child bringing a gun to the school, number one, how did you even let that happen? Number two, where did you get it from? And number three. Why go after a teacher? Because what? You think your homework wasn't done? You figured I'd shoot him down? Well, la- last week I saw... I mean, that kind of sounds yeah. a little comedian when you say it that way, but yeah. the no, facts but is... The funny thing is, last week I saw this guy, Sasha Baron Cohen. He went to United States politician, and he had them speaking about arming kindergarten kids. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. And you had these uh, U.S. politicians who supposed to be lawmakers, leaders going along with it, saying, yes, we should train four-year-old to 16 how to uh, arm and how to shoot people and so on. Like well, that. I guess yeah. I don't mind having, I guess knowledge is one thing, but actually doing it, that's a whole other Well, this, is what, this is what they were pushing, you know, and you had these lo- U.S. lawmakers. Well, of course, they get away for centuries by murdering uh, innocent people, so it's nothing to them, you know. But, yeah, when you have lawmakers speaking about training uh, kids, to shoot and so on like that. And you then know. you really gotta not, ask. Not, not for sport, yeah. you know. <laughs> then we really gotta ask, what world are we in? Yeah, well. This and is not a very good one. Again, money talks, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really talks and fortunately. People die and. Uh, people die. Unfortunately, uh, the greed that we have all, all have on us is bribed by that money. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, of course. Then we go all do something stupid. <laughs> like gun down people at the restaurant last night. Yeah. For whatever reason. Whether you're sick or not, you still have something bad. Yeah. But uh, what really concerns me, you have all these intelligent people, people in position who can do something. You have all these great lawyers say, okay, this is what the problem is. Let's fix right. it. But then I guess they'll be out of a job. So yeah, it yeah. will never happen. Of course. You know? So. Of course they would be out of a job. If you go around, it's just like medicine. If they were to really hand up the cure for things like cancer, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. we think they'd have those millionaires building cottages all over the place. That's right. Wouldn't yeah. happen. <laughs> Wouldn't happen. So yeah, yeah. there's people who have a vested interest in keeping this kind of, you know, this kind of thing happening. That's a shame. It is. Yeah. It's a shame, but you know, 
my my take is like I said earlier on. Toronto, and I speak of Toronto because I live in this city here. They have just as how they said they had illegal ganja shops. They have yes. illegal gun shops in Toronto. Yes, it's yeah, not yeah. be a storefront, but they have people peddling guns here that they need to out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, people know who these people are. Yeah. They are responsible for having the guns in the hands of these people on the street because they're not like Arnold here. They are not trained people. They don't participate in this as a sport. So mm-hmm. they have no business having a firearm, yet they do. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the question is, who is giving them or selling them those firearms? And I do believe that there are people who know who is doing that and doesn't of want course. to talk about yeah. it. And they won't talk or don't yeah. want to talk. Right, I'll keep me out. Okay, I sold you the gun, now get away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And until you, you get those people outed and their faces on TV for selling firearms to people, this this problem will never end because as we speak now there probably is a couple of firearms deal going down. Oh going yeah, down. of course. And what, you know, people are buying what they want for uh, the purpose they want it for. Absolutely, but the thing is, people have to be human about things. Look and see what's happening. The tragedy that happened yesterday. If this this doesn't move you, are you a human being or an animal? You know. And exactly. I'm sure there's some you people know? out there yeah. who didn't move them. Or oh, this geez. other gun man said, oh, yeah. he didn't get the job done. Now I got to finish him off yeah. or something yeah. like that. If he was still running around. And the cycle continue, you know. Yeah. So, like, unfortunately, yeah, it's sad to say, but this won't be the last time. We hear, like, story similar to last night's story. Well, and that's the tragic, tragic thing about and it. And whether it's Toronto or not in Toronto, that is the tragic thing about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it won't be the last time somehow kids are involved in this, too. Right. Yeah. Now, two young people yeah. lost their lives. Two very young people, mm. eighteen and ten years old. At that point, you haven't even started your life yet. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Or really lived it out. Like it's really, really ridiculous. Like there's no one that this is targeted for. Like this affects people of all ages, and this this is affecting people from ten to fifty nine years old. Like those were the tar- those were the people that were there last night. And the thing about the, the the ten year old supposed to be enjoying the summer and so on like that. Exactly. Doing things, uh, you know. Exactly. And she was doing this. I don't. Was it a girl or a boy? It was a girl. Uh, girl was, yeah. Yes. She was doing things with her family and so on, going out exactly. to a restaurant and what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You know? And you, like you got to think and of the end up like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you got to think of the aftermath because now she goes back to she doesn't go back to school. All her classmates are wondering where she are, mm-hmm. where she is, and then right, and then yeah. they start asking questions, and then that affects them too. It has a ripple Absol- effect on everybody. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Or the PTSD kicks in exactly. after that trauma. Yeah. Exactly. Like, and for a young one that age, that is very traumatic. like children should not have to be dealing with this mm-hmm. or even think of those thoughts. Exactly. Whatever is a gunman beside my school or something. No, that shouldn't even be in your head. That thought. Exactly. Exactly. And yet, I guarantee you there are some go around and these are the thoughts in their head. Like they should be, they, no one should be having those thoughts of, yeah. am I safe? Especially not, especially not children. Yeah, you could be a six-year-old, but your brain probably has the functionality of a 40-year-old. Exactly. And that's just not right. Because your whole being, childhood is gone. They're and being forced yes. to grow up too early. And mm-hmm. when you're being forced to grow up early, you live a life probably of fear, maybe PTSD, but a life that's not very good at all. And not for yourself either. Exactly, because you missed. They missed out on so much. They didn't get to enjoy their childhood because it was stolen from them. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing I think we need to realize is, okay, it affects little kids, but we need to do more. Not just sit around and talk. Okay, yeah, it's affecting kids, but what do we do now? 
I'm not going to say I have an answer because I honestly don't myself. It is going to be tough, but let's see. I was in a position of realizing, okay, a lot of these bad things happen. What do I do now? So, like, if I didn't have the knowledge, I think the best thing is to find someone with that knowledge and see how they can be helping you as well. Exactly. So, okay, you don't have knowledge in guns and what's legal and legal. That's fine. No one's the smartest person in the world. That's you all right. have restraints. And you always learn every day, you know. And if you come together, mm-hmm. that's where it's at. Come together and help each other. Right. Because mm-hmm. I'll say, and I just said it, I don't have knowledge. I know you have many knowledge in the gun field. Mm-hmm. So, talking to you would be okay where I will start if I in that position, okay, I need to start, stop talking, and you actually take the action. Mm. Well, like I say, what we go through and so on, I wish the people in authority would go do the same thing and follow up on things. Because if you don't have a follow-up, then you're hitting a dead end. You mm, know? Exactly. And that's the unfortunate thing, because this, I'm afraid to say it will happen again. It's not the end of it. But unless people in authority decide to take a positive action and implement what they're supposed to do by law, it would make a difference. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And when, you, when you're implementing tough laws, you just have to do it because at the end of the day, you're going to meet naysayers and people who want to water stuff down to suit their own needs and mm-hmm. saying this is too harsh and that is too harsh. Mm-hmm. What happened on the Danforth last night was harsh. Was. That's yeah. When you're implementing those laws, keep that in mind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You got to think, do the ends justify the means? Exactly. And I don't know. I am a believer in teaching people a lesson because that's the only thing they understand. You learn, yes. Yeah. Like I said, I put my shoes, my feet in the shoes of people when I want to make a decision. If I was planning to gun people down, I would think long and hard what's going to become of me after that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're thinking about consequences yes, afterwards. and repercussions. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Effects, yeah. Because you got to realize if the that, answer yeah. was a year and a half watching mm-hmm. TV, well, I mean. Yeah, you wait, oh, yes, yeah. 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 And it's not just you got to think of who you're affecting because you got to realize that a bullet doesn't just take one life. It takes many. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think as, one the, as a person of faith, everyone asks the most common question. If there really is God, why is he letting people die? Mm. Of course, I myself don't have the answer. And I question God about that sometimes when I'm really angry, sad, frustrated about hearing these things. Mm. But then I think to myself, what else would be worse for to happen while they were living and then you get shot? So maybe in a way was they were protected. Now, yeah. I'm not saying people shouldn't lose their life. They really shouldn't at all. But unfortunately, that is the world we live in. So I like to believe, okay, a more serious tragedy could have been pre- has been prevented. Exactly. And even when the life ended soon, they're all up in heaven with exactly. the one and only father who will take care of them. Exactly. I just like to focus on the positive yeah. and just know that they're good. No, I'm not saying yeah. ignore all the tragedy yeah. that is there. Yeah. Because we got to act and, you know, not talk about it. Even in this podcast, yes, we are talking. Mm-hmm. But my intention is to take this away, let other people hear it, and be part of that action too. Right. Now right. run down, run away from it. or Exactly. Again, sharing the spotlight, like yes. Michael said, on the current tragedy. Yeah. And I think as three of us who are training to be journalists, we take that learning and be the most honest one that we can be. Exactly. And if that means we got to roll solo, be independent, work for ourselves, let it be. Not just, okay, I got to get on that radio, that broadcast, that newspaper to get my voice out. Maybe, but what protocols do we have in place? I may say, okay, we can't share that. We shouldn't share that. The best thing to do, if you want to take action, 
start by yourself. Go gather the people who are with you on that same page and run with it. And unity is strength. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So final thoughts, Michael. My final thoughts is going to revolve around the beginning of my thoughts. Laws that have teeth and teeth that bite criminals and make them bleed. Not laws that are that are like people that you remove their dentures. So it's, it's like gums. There ain't nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, there need to be jail time involved, serious jail time for guys who go around shooting people. Because, I mean, the days of the Wild Wild West are done a long time ago. So if you have that mentality and you want to carry it out, you have to remember that when you're caught, you're going to be dealt with. And there's going to be a long line tracing that firearm where it came from. And the people or persons who sold you that firearm are going to suffer the same fate as you. That's my final thoughts. And I think Metro Police and the government who implement those laws should listen to this podcast. Of course. Justice, final thoughts. My final thoughts is one bullet does not just take one life, but it takes many lives with it. It creates ripple effects and it affects everyone around it. The family, like even once the person is gone, it affects their family. Like it affects, because there's people that love them. So it affects their family. It affects their friends. It affects everyone around them. It affects our society as a whole because then people are scared for their own lives. So just people need to learn to just kind of just relax and just let stuff go and stop carrying out these vendettas because and stop with these targeted shootings and just like let st- stuff go and just find other ways to deal with their anger and other ways to sort out their business because yes they're carrying out the business but but you can't that's not how you should operate you should find other ways of dealing with stuff and carrying out your transactions and just learn to love everyone and just sell your differences and final thoughts mr arnold my final thoughts is the laws they have to have some real meaning like i was born in a country with calypso and calypso was the people's media they would bring it out and a great calypsonian said this sang about a song about this young guy he liked to go to the school and fight because his mother was a pit bull and she had teeth and she could bite but we need laws to really have teeth in them and be meaningful Thank you very much. And I agree with all of what you guys have said. And as something I say in social media or a lot in public, uh, the time is now because there is no better time than now. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we're talking in the podcast. We haven't done anything. But please take away from what we said, what we all have learned, and let us come together. Not just saying it, but actually come together and be the change. Come together because unity is better than one person who may have a strength in one area, but not strength in another area. So I believe if we come together, it will create a meeting, it will be impactful. Exactly. Well, it will be a little chaotic, but what needs to be done is we need to be, have not only have better control on the guns, but to realize there's a story behind each of these killings. And the gun itself isn't bad. What's bad about it is your evil intentions behind the mm-hmm. absolutely. absolutely. Or if you're playing sports, you have no evil intention. You're just an playing a sports game when your intentions are good and sports is one of the best way for people to follow the right yes. path sports and music once you have that because you have focus on something positive so mm-hmm. what i'm going to say is if you've been a victim of gun violence or you know someone 
foster kid or whatever tragic has happened and you want to talk about it, you want to say something, we welcome you to our podcast at any time. You can reach out to us on Facebook at uh, The People's Voices uh, Toronto, Instagram at The People's Voices as well, or tweet us out. Our email is uh, The People's Voices at, sorry, The People's Voices TO at gmail.com. So you can reach us out on any one of those platforms. Uh, thanks again, Mr. Arnold, for being on our show today. You're welcome, and my pleasure. Your insights and knowledge. And together, boys, we, we are, are the, the people's, people's voices. voices.